0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio.
1: All right, eight minutes after uh, seven o'clock on your Wednesday evening. Good to have you along. John Schools here, along with Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer and founding partner, Samfiru to Marken LLP. You want to reach out anytime to the most positively reviewed employment law firm in Canada. I will give you that information. We will give you that information throughout the show. If you have questions about employment rights, uh, you know, this is your show, has been for a Closing in on a decade, I guess, if you've been terminated, say you've been laid off or wrongfully dismissed, harassed or worked. Wondering still about vaccine potential. What can your employer do and not do when it comes to you being vaccinated? Whether you choose to do it or not, that's uh, your own own thoughts. But uh, you can give us a call and ask all these questions over the next 48 minutes or so. That would be 416-870. 6,400 lines are open and ready and ready to answer your calls throughout the, uh, the evening. We will also get into the topic of... No, if you're an employee, never do this. If you're an employee, never do this. These are handy notes to be uh, taken down mentally by you. So we'll get to that in between the phone calls. Let's get going. 416-870-6400. Employment Law Show for a Wednesday night is upon us. So we start, as always, week that was. Pal, how are you?
2: I am well, John. Pumped to be back here, to be talking employment law, to be helping as many people as possible. So if you're dealing with a workplace issue... No need to suffer alone anymore. There are answers and solutions, and they're right here, right now, on this show. All you have to do is pick up the phone, call us. You'll get on the air. You'll ask the question. I'll answer it. I promise you, you'll feel better. There are solutions virtually to every workplace issue, dilemma, problem. You know, there's mistakes I want you to avoid. Don't respond to your employer if they demand an answer to something before checking with me. They don't decide that you know what's best because you could be giving up rights. You could be strategically uh, doing something that hurts your entitlements. So if you're struggling with your work, with your boss, with your job, with your severance, whatever that issue is, now is the time to call us. And of course, when you call us, there's people listening. So you'll be helping them as well because whatever question you have is probably, you're probably not the only one wondering it. Of course, you can always reach out to me to have a private discussion beyond just this show. Happy to have that at any time, but to get us going, as John said, week that was couple situations that came across my desk very recently. First one I'll tell you about uh, involved a lady that called me. Unfortunately, called me a bit too late, and and that's why I encourage people to call me when it's when it's first you become aware of a workplace issue. So what happened with her? She had worked for the same employer for some twenty-two years, very long time. She was sixty years old and of course uh recently she was told that she has to be let go but her employer gave her six months advance notice so they told her that uh, in six months your employment is is terminated now what's interesting here is that this lady is probably owed 24 months severance now from the 24 months we would deduct the six months notice that they gave her so she would still at the end of the six months would be owed 18 months pay that's a lot well, what she felt at the time is it's going to be very uncomfortable for me to continue working. How do I show up every day? Everyone knows here that I've been yeah. let go and you know I'm the only one and you know I don't want to show up. So in that situation what happened is she after about 3 or 4 weeks she told them I can't do this. I'm leaving. Goodbye. She assumed she was still owed their severance, so she called me and she said, "Lior, uh, I know that six months notice that they gave me is not enough. I want you to help me get the rest of my entitlements. Here's the problem. Because in fact, she left before her last day, she's considered to have quit. And because she quit, she's not owed any severance. That's extremely unfortunate. She didn't know that. she didn't appreciate that. And because of that, what could have been you know, a total of about 24 months pay, she's not going to get. And the lesson here is very important. There's actually two lessons. Lesson number one is if you've received notice of termination, don't leave before your last day. If you do, you could be walking away from your entitlements. Beyond that, okay, don't do anything before talking to me. Okay, Don't assume you can do things. Check with me first to make sure you don't make mistakes, to make sure that your entitlements can be fully enforced.
1: By the way, that reach out to 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But as I mentioned, the uh, the top priority on this show every night is uh, you, the callers. So, Rob, thanks for standing by for a moment. How are you tonight?
3: I am well, guys. How are you guys doing?
1: Beauty. Love it. What's uh, awesome. what's going on with you?
3: Well, I I heard through the grapevine, actually, from a manager that the owner of the company that I work for was thinking about... Firing all of their um, employees and then rehiring them as contractors, is that allowed?
2: So that's a very interesting question. So for that to have any value or meaning for the employer, here's what the employer would have to do. When they let the employees go, they'd have to pay them severance, okay, because the employees have been terminated. And then when they get rehired, they'd have to be rehired in a very different way than what they had, than what the jobs they had before. So they can't be working regular hours, they can't be working uh, full time, they would have to be a very, very different role. If in fact the employer lets someone go and then the next day it hires them as a contractor to do the same job, that's meaningless because the employee is still considered to be an employee the whole time. You don't magically become a contractor just because the company says now you're a contractor. You would actually have to be working as a contractor. You would have to be very different than an employee. So you're asking me, can the employer do that? What I'm telling you is for the employer to even try to do that is meaningless. It's like saying, well, uh, you know, today you're wearing a red hat, tomorrow you're wearing a blue hat. That must make a difference. It doesn't matter what color hat you're wearing. You're still wearing a hat. Well, again, it doesn't matter what you call yourself. You're still an employee. So, uh, Rob, that would be completely meaningless for the employer to do.
3: Yeah, that's what I figured out know, listening to you guys every week, um, I didn't say, yeah, I, I figured it would be something like that because their jobs won't change at all. It'll be the.
2: Yeah, it's a waste of time. Absolute waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Rob. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the call again. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Is the number you uh, you want to use to call through any time for the remainder of the show? You got to, you got lots of time, so we'll get to another call here if my phone screen would cooperate and take Kara from Toronto. Hi, Kara, uh, how are you tonight?
4: I'm doing well, thank you. Yourself,
1: beautiful. What's uh, what's on your mind?
4: Well, basically, I'm a P.S.W. at the moment. I go from home to home um, to help people out, and lately, I've been hearing on the news. And healthcare organizations are strongly me- recommending that frontline workers be vaccinated. As my work has asked me several times, have I been vaccinated? And I have not been. And um, I'm hesitant because I've had adverse reactions in the past. So I'm really worried like, can I, you know, do I have any legal grounds here? Like with my company, if, can they force me or?
2: So Cara, my first question to you is, uh, do you have a union?
4: No, I don't.
2: Okay. So your employer cannot require you to be vaccinated, but uh, in in a, in a situation like yours, they are allowed to ask you if you have been. Uh, and if you haven't, then they can ask you to go through this, to, to watch this program or, or kind of a training video, I guess, uh, to, to, I guess, try to convince you to be vaccinated. Uh, so they can ask you the question, but they cannot force you not as of yet to be vaccinated. Now, if at some point, Kara, the, uh, the government, uh, here decides to change the law and specifically require employees in your situation to be vaccinated, that would be different, but that has not happened. So right now, ultimately, if despite everything you choose not to be vaccinated, your employer cannot force you to be, Cannot prevent you from working. I uh, cannot penalize you in any way. Okay.
4: Can I ask you one more quick question, please?
2: Sure. Sure. Well, they're
4: also they're also asking me to get tested once a week, which like is an invasive procedure, and it's really actually causing me headaches because I'm doing it like every week, getting poked in the brain. So. Are they allowed to is that a, are they allowed to force me to do
2: this? That's a, a tougher one to answer and and, and here's why. A, an employer can ask you to be tested a reasonable amount of time. The question is what is reasonable? Is that once every week reasonable, every two weeks, every other day? I think once a week is uh gonna be reasonable in this situation. Again, this is a unique circumstance that we're dealing with right now with the pandemic. So in situations where someone is not vaccinated, especially when you're in a, a, a dealing with potentially vulnerable individuals, yes, I think an employer would be able to justify requiring you to get tested that frequently. It's cutting it close. You know, I, I certainly think that's kind of on the edge of what's reasonable. But ultimately, my, my feeling is that an employer would be able to justify that.
4: All right. I think I'm just in the wrong industry during a pandemic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Kara, appreciate your call. If you need to reach out further, you can do so. And here's how you do that as we get into our first break, one 821 5900 But we're going to continue here, still taking your calls, 416-870-6400. John Scholes, your host, along with, of course, Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, mark Tamarkin LLP. You want to contact the most positively reviewed employment law firm across this land, so check that out. Your phone calls will continue after the break. Joan, that means you. And you as well. We'll continue right here on Employment Law Show, Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. welcome back to the employment law show on global news radio
1: yeah welcome back still taking your calls of course that's right 416-870-6400 the most trusted and properly and reviewed positively reviewed law firm in the country your sanfiro of course co-founding partner been doing this for years that is why we continue to do it you want to reach out get the compensation you deserve for the firm that has helped tens of thousands of people in Canada for sure reach out one 821 5900 while you're there you can have more of a private conversation there's also the website as well pocketemploymentlawyer.ca that's like having a lawyer with you there's so much information you can read up on on that free and anonymous website there's contact as well and of course the severance pay calculator if you ever want to go through that particular exercise to see what you would be owed it is there anytime pocketemploymentlawyer.ca but I digress Joan thank you so much for sticking around during the break how are you Hi, how are you doing? Great. What's uh what's on your mind tonight?
5: Um so I just had a question for the lawyer. If you um apply for long term disability and you're an hourly league union employee, can they actually make you a salary employee at that time?
2: Uh no, it doesn't change your status. Your your benefits are calculated based on your average earnings over the previous twelve months. Uh, and and that's really it. You, your status does not change just because you're on a disability benefits. When you're off benefits, you're going to come back to the same role uh, if it if it's available. And and that's it. The status does not change.
5: Okay. So if it says that it changed, what do I do about that? Hmm.
2: Well, I wouldn't. First of all, you should talk to your union to see if it's if it's actually changed, or maybe it's an administrative thing. The union can always advise you what's legal and what's not under your specific collective agreement. But generally speaking, I wouldn't worry about anything until you're ready to come back to work. Everything until then is just words on, on a piece of paper. What matters is once you're ready to come back to work, what job you're coming back to. And if you are concerned that the job you're coming back to is not an appropriate job, you have to talk to your union. Your union is the only one that can advise you what's right, what's wrong, and to do something about it if what your
1: employer is doing
2: is wrong.
5: Okay, thank you so much. That was the only
2: question. Thanks.
1: You bet. Thanks, Joan. Enjoy the rest of your evening. If you need to, uh, to have a further conversation, other uh, questions crop up for you, no problem. one 821 5900 But for the rest of the show... Each and every time we're on the air, of course, 416-870-6400. Hey, Tony, thanks for hanging on. Good evening.
3: Good evening. My question is... What's going on? Not much. Uh, just got glad I'm calling in. I finally uh, found a, a show that uh, I can call in for about. Uh, Beautiful. I'm, I'm asking a question about uh, what a case counsel is, if uh, the lawyer can explain that a little bit. Uh, my... Uh, Employer is stonewalling and not cooperating, and uh, uh, it's been going to case counsel, and I don't quite understand
2: it. Are you part of a union? No. So what do you mean it's going to case counsel? I've never heard that term. Um, I
3: understand it's going to get the two parties together, and a judge you is mean, going to.
2: You mean a mediator? I guess it's mediator, but he he so. described it as case counsel. So so there's legal action right now against your employer? Correct. Uh what kind of case is it wrongful dismissal? What kind of case is it?
3: Um it's um uh when you they don't give you enough uh severance uh, uh working n- uh notice of uh, termination?
2: Yeah, so that's a wrongful dismissal uh, and yeah, so and, and your employer has responded to that. Correct. So there's well, no I, such no- thing yeah go ahead go ahead no finish the thought yeah they uh uh
3: well I I'm, I'm calling a am calling a, a lawyer on my lawyer but my lawyer says they won't cooperate <laughs> they uh they're uh so he's he's applied to have the judge mediate I guess is the word but he used
2: uh case counsel so uh, I think what I think what he's saying is no I think you you misheard I think it's case conference uh that's yeah but it,
3: that's it
2: sorry that's okay. But yeah, but case conferences is really a situation where if the other side has to file a certain document and they and they don't do it on time you can get a judge to order them. Uh but it doesn't help you resolve the case. It doesn't help you actually get paid. Uh, have you had a mediation? No. Well, that's what your lawyer has to be working on not not to to get do a case conference. Uh that you know that's really for administrative purposes. It's when there's an administrative issue that the, the lawyers can't resolve amongst themselves, they ask the judge to decide and and figure it, figure it out. But mm-hmm. what needs to happen is your lawyer needs to schedule a mediation, and he can force that issue because 90% of these cases settle at mediation. Uh, how long has this space, case been going on? Um, let's see now, at least since May. Well, you should have absolutely uh, had a mediation scheduled by now. So that's right. my concern there. If you'd like a second opinion on your case, happy to reach out uh, or ha- be, be, uh, be con- confident to reach out at any time. But a case conference really is a, an, a meeting with the judge. You're not going to be involved in that. It's just the lawyers to talk about administrative issues. It doesn't really help you resolve your case in any way.
3: Oh, I see. So I should, he should be asking for mediation.
2: Yeah. In fact, mediation is mandatory. So he can make them do that. And that's literally where the money is, right? Uh, Literally. So that's what needs to happen. And I'd be concerned about a lawyer that doesn't actually know that, but I'll leave that to you. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so I can call you and it won't screw up my case? No, no. You can call me anytime. Not a problem. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. And here is the number, if you didn't jot it down already, one 821 5900 Again, Tony, and for you as well, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Going to continue. Love the calls. Bring them on. 416-870-6400. We'll get to uh, line one. Vavin, thank you for uh, for hanging on. How are you?
5: I'm good. How are you?
1: Beautiful. What's, uh, what's on your mind, pal?
5: So the thing is that like in our company they start to do like jobs, they start giving jobs on contract and then they have agreement that like they will hire full time guys from there who have that contract job, right? So eventually like sometimes like they post job for the full time positions and then uh they 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 po- they do posting on their website and then like uh, let's say the contract guys who have, who have a job as a contract, they also apply for the same job, and the outside guys apply for the same job. When the times comes, they don't reply to the guys who are working as a contract. They just give the job to outside guys, and then they like we like we do agreements and everything, and then we come to know that after like after maybe so long, let's say eight months or one year, that. We file what the agreements we file. It's going to be like in the like the group they're going to fight on that one, and that's like already like it's already one year past, right? So I have just question for that one year that the agreements took time. We have any benefits for that one year, or it's it's all based on agreement that.
2: uh, Revin, are you part of a union?
5: Yeah, I'm part of the union. But the union, sometimes the union don't answer
2: as well. So the well, the only, that, the, the only one that the only one that is able to answer is the union because I don't know your collective agreement. I haven't seen it. So the only one that can answer the question, whether it's legal or not, is the union. Uh, if the company is doing something wrong, the only one that can address it is the union. If the union says that there's nothing that you can do, unfortunately, you're stuck. There's, you, you can't deal with it on your own. You, you can't deal with it with a lawyer. It has to be the union. And again, without seeing your collective agreement, I, I really can't say whether what the company is doing is right or wrong or what you may be owed.
1: Thanks, Vavin. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Good luck with that. Uh, 416-870-6400. Jack, you're, uh, you're next. Thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Go ahead. Yes, you bet. Um, I can hear you loud and clear, pal. What's on your mind? Yeah,
0: about, about eight months ago, I was terminated without cause from my employer. I'm not going to name them, ITW. Um, and uh, just a week ago or so, we finally went to arbitration after, I don't know, eight months. And uh, after going and spending a day through arbitration, the arbitrator quit. And now I want to sue the arbitrator, the company, and the union.
2: So unfortunately, Jack,
0: ar- why did the arbitrator quit?
2: Well, I, I I, don't know. I mean, your union may have some information. I, I don't know. Uh, you, Unfortunately, you cannot sue none of them. You can't sue the union, the arbitrator or the employer.
0: I have to take things into my own hands is what you're telling me.
2: No, I'm actually
0: saying you can't yeah, no, do what that. What you're saying is if I can't sue them, I have to take matters into my own hands. That's what you're telling me.
2: No, I'm saying you have to go through the legal process, which is to have a new arbitrator appointed, and that's what's going to happen, and your matter is going to proceed. That's the only thing that you can do, and you have to talk to your union about how they get that done as soon as possible. Unfortunately, there's no other...
0: To to what if they refuse to talk to me and proceed?
2: Then the only thing you can do I, at that point... I, then I'm I cannot sue them, is what you're telling me. Well, here's what you can do. Uh, you can file a complaint against the union with the labor board it's, it's called a duty of fair representation complaint a duty of fair representation okay. and well, that is I something that you do, do that. If, if exactly yes if the union drops the ball and it's not doing what it's supposed to then uh the labor board can order them to to meet their obligations so that's the only recourse where the union is not supposed to do something or it doesn't do something unfortunately, a unionized employee does not have the ability to sue the union or the employer in these situations.
1: Jack, appreciate the uh, the call. Good luck with that. You can hear the frustration in his voice. It's not the first time we've heard that, right? It's pretty tough.
2: Yeah, it is tough. And and I get, unfortunately, a lot of these questions and situations from unionized employees and they feel stuck. Yeah. And as much as I hate saying this, they are stuck because they have to follow what the union says. And sometimes the answer is not what they're looking for. But the problem is when you become a unionized employee, you do give up some of your rights and you give those rights to the union. And that's just the reality. So people say, why don't you represent unionized employees? I'd love to, John, believe me, I can't legally. Only the union can do that. 416-870-6400.
1: 416-870-6400. If you want to make a call, get some questions answered. It could be about a severance issue. could be a vaccine issue. There's so many questions people have every week on the show, so don't hesitate. When you ask something, you're uh, you're potentially asking a question that thousands of other people are wondering and scratching their head over as well. Again, 416-870-6400. But we'll move on to some of these helpful pointers. As I mentioned off the top, of the Lior, if you're an employee, never do this. People should be listening to these points for sure, because some of this is not common knowledge. It's uh, it's available knowledge through the show, but it's not common knowledge. I'll we'll give you the first one here, and this is one of the uh, this is part of the genesis why we started this show so many years ago, and that is never make assumptions about legal rights or get information from the wrong sources, like golf blogs and things like that, or or
2: Facebook or or even Google. <laughs> so. I was, uh, our firm does all kinds of um, articles and we post them sometimes on Facebook. Uh, So I just, a couple of days ago, I saw a bunch of the comments on the articles on our Facebook page. And in those comments, okay, which really kind of upset me, you have people giving advice to others that's completely wrong. Like, oh, you could just go to the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job and and stuff like that. And and I'm cringing and that's on, on my own Facebook page. So you have to be very, very careful. The reality is when it comes to employment law, I'm only going to speak employment law. I'm not going to speak anything else. To get advice, you have to speak with an employment lawyer. I know it sounds obvious, but that's the way it is. You can't get advice from your Uncle Frank who used to once uh, work in HR 20 years ago. You can't uh, go on a Facebook page or a blog about golf or uh, you know, just do a random search on Google. That's a recipe for disaster. The law can be nuanced and and things that may be obvious to you you may be, or that you think they may are obvious can be completely wrong and false every day. To me, that's the main way that people lose rights is by not getting correct information from the right source. So please don't let that happen to you. That's why we're on this show uh, on radio. That's why we do our global show on TV. That's why, you know, there's articles that we post. We have the pocket employment lawyer to allow you to get correct information, accurate information about your rights. So please don't walk away from those rights.
1: And as we get through some more of these points with the remaining time in the show, we still have plenty of it for a phone call, 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. Hi, Tony. Thanks for taking the time. How are you tonight? Not too bad. Yourself? Beauty. Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you? What's on your mind?
5: Well, this is my mind. My, i my, my, um... My brother got fired, um, kind of like a couple, yeah, a month ago. And then the, um, the union, supposed to fight for him. And the union told him they don't have money to fight for him.
2: Yeah, that's and? that's no excuse. I mean, that's the whole point is you have a union because they're the only ones allowed to, to fight for him. So here's what I think your your brother should do. Tell him that unless they deal with that, he's going to file a complaints against the union with the labor board. Okay, usually that kind of gives them a bit of a kick in the pants, but he can't represent himself. He can't hire a lawyer. It must be the unions. There's no exceptions to this in any way. So that's the best advice is to essentially to threaten the union because they are legally obligated to represent him.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, We'll get a couple more calls lined up here. In between that, we're going to bounce back to our topic for the night, and that is if you're an employee, never do this. Next one. We had a call about this earlier in the first segment. Never accept significant changes to the terms of your employment. Break that down, man.
2: So, significant changes. We're talking about changes to your compensation, to your hours of work, to your shift, Uh, maybe, you know, going from mornings to to afternoons, etc. The problem with accepting changes, well, take a step back. Let's start with the idea that your employer is not legally allowed to make significant changes. It's not. If you're facing a significant change, you're able to say that's a constructive dismissal. By making this change... It's as if you let me go and you have to pay me my full severance, which could be as much as 24 months pay. The problem with accepting, number one is if you accept the change, let's say your employer wants to reduce your uh, your hours. So they reduced you from 40 to 30. Well, if you've accepted it, well, obviously you're you're earning less, that's a problem, mm-hmm. but it's much worse than that. If you've accepted that change, you've given the company the right to do it again. And the second time, when they reduce you from 30 to 20, and then from 20 to 10, you won't be able to do anything about it because you let it happen that first time. So that's why it's important not to give up your rights. Something you don't want to do is allow significant changes to terms of employment to happen. If you are facing a significant change, call me. Not a month later. By then, it may be too late. Call me as soon as you know about that change. In many cases, I can help you get the company to change its mind, or if they don't change your mind, uh, change their mind. We can talk about constructive dismissal. So don't just accept significant changes to terms of
1: employment. And I bet you, uh, Leor, you've been seeing so much of this with people being called back to a very different workplace after, uh, and what is still, you know, a potential problem with COVID-19 as we creep into a fourth wave. Fewer employees, jobs have been changed, you know, locations, so and so forth. And and employers are just kind of sliding this under the carpet and saying, oh, here's your new reality, right? And it's easy to
2: think that because we're
1: in this COVID
2: world right now, well, maybe the employer is allowed to do this. It's easy to, to believe that, well, you know, maybe this is something that I have no choice but to accept. It's not the case. Even during COVID, even now, if you are facing changes to terms of employment, it's not allowed it's not something your employer can do. It's not something that you have to accept far from it. You have the same rights as you did pre-COVID. So if you're coming back to work now after being off and your employer says, yeah, I'll take you back to work, but it's going to be at less pay or less hours or different shift. That's not something your employer is allowed to do. If you're in that situation, hopefully you know what to do. Let's talk about it. I can hopefully get your employer to do what it's supposed to, or at a minimum, we can pursue a constructive dismissal if needed.
1: Still got some time here on air. If you have a question, 416-870-6400. If not that, we'll continue on with this. If you're an employee, never do this. And this one's probably pretty common as well. Never accept a verbal termination. What's the pitfall with that one?
2: I actually dealt with this exact situation uh, today. Uh, Someone that contacted me uh, because they were verbally terminated, unfortunately it happened a few months ago, The problem with the verbal termination is this. Your employer terminates you verbally. "Uh, John, that's it. You're gone. You're out of here. Okay, fine. Then your employer realizes, holy cow, uh, I have to pay John a bunch of severance. My God, I have to pay John two years' pay. I didn't know that. How easy is it for the employer to then say, oh, no, no, we never let you go. You quit. And then it becomes a he said, she said. So that's not a good way to, to deal with these things. I've seen this happen time and time again, including today. So don't allow that to happen. So what do you do? Let's say your employer does call you on the phone or calls you into a meeting, says verbally you're gone, you're out of here. Nothing in writing, no, no letter, nothing. Very, very easy. You grab your smartphone and you send your employer an email or a text message saying, boss, I confirmed today that uh, two o'clock you terminated my employment. Do that right on the spot. That's it. That's all you do. That one line is all you do that protects you. And then later when I get involved, get you your severance, the employer can't really say, no, no, that was a mistake. So very simple. If your employer won't put it in writing, you put it in writing, okay? You make sure that it's in writing. Uh, Otherwise, it could be much more difficult to get you the, the rights that you have.
1: You know, you mentioned that uh, that expression in writing, and that's part of the next one of uh, if you're an employee, never do this. Never resign if you don't really want to unless you have something in writing. This could, this could be a tricky one, too, because people feel like, oh, I'd rather resign than be fired. Looks bad on my label.
2: So some people think that they'd rather resign than be fired. Well, let's be very clear. No. it's Unless you've done something like steal from your company then there's never any value to resign over being fired in fact the opposite is true because yeah. if you're fired or let go or terminated use whatever term you want you have to you get paid severance on the other hand if you're if you resign you don't get severance so you've just given your employer a massive gift wrapped in a in a bow uh, by resigning when you could have gotten your full severance but there's other situations I see this very often where an employer says, you know, I expect your resignation. You have no choice but to resign. Nonsense. It never is that because the only one that can decide whether you resign is you. By definition, a resignation is something that the employee does voluntarily. So if your employer says you have no choice but to resign, the answer is, what are you talking about? I'm not resigning. If you employer decide you don't want me to work here, you're allowed to let me go, of course, but I'm not resigning. So please don't give the employer that gift of, of a resignation, of saving them potentially two years of severance, unless, of course, it's voluntary. If you don't want to work there, you've decided you're going to leave, you found another job, you're you're retiring, sure, absolutely. But if you're resigning because of something your employer did or said or demanded, no, don't do that, don't give them that gift. If you're in that situation, give me a call and let's talk about it.
1: Well the obvious follow up question is you yeah, have Lior, if I'm quote unquote fired or terminated it's going to be on my another quote permanent record and I don't want it to be there I'd rather resign looks nice and clean
2: uh, I knew you'd ask that and and that's <laughs> correct that's exactly what people say you know I don't want this on my record because you know I don't want anyone to know that I'm fired uh but let's be very clear first of all there's no record there's no big vault that's being kept somewhere in uh, uh Queen's Park or wherever where uh, there's a, a record of why someone is no longer working for a company. The only relevance to that record of employment, that document, is whether you qualify for EI or not. And you qualify for EI unless you did something awful. So don't worry about it. There's no record. It is better to be let go than to quit because you can get up to two years of severance. So please, do not walk away from your legal rights.
1: Never make that uh, mistake. And with the final minute of the show, we'll throw this one at you. Never call the Ministry of the Labor if you've lost your job.
2: Ministry of Labor cannot help an individual that lost their job, not, cannot help them get their full entitlements. Ministry of Labor can only help you get a small portion of your entitlements, your minimum entitlements. So they may be able to help you get three weeks pay after three years of service, for example, but you could be owed six months pay. And by filing a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, you give up your rights. You can't pursue your full rights. So when you lose your job, you have to speak with an employment lawyer. If you don't like me, that's fine. Speak to another employment lawyer, but you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor.
1: You probably have more questions, but we have no more time for tonight. But you can reach out to uh, Lior and his crew. Absolutely no issue. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Go to employmentlawyer.ca, the website, to catch editions of our TV show that Lior mentioned earlier on Global as well. You can watch those 30-minute broadcasts. And, of course, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the most positively reviewed Employment Law Firm across this country, Sanfiru, Tamarkin, LLP. We'll catch you again on the weekend. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio, Alex Pearson, by the way, coming right back with On Point, continues on Global News Radio.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.